This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Where to start? Uh, a tough beginning. Uh, the Richard Higgins fumble out of the end zone. End up on the wrong side of this. In a close game in Kansas City where Patrick Mahomes had to leave injured. Chad Henney pulling a rabbit out of the hat. The officiating, we're not necessarily going to get to there, but some issues there. But your Browns, the 2020 regular season comes to an end today in Kansas City. Gave everything that you had. Uh, excelled over the last few weeks of the regular season. The win last week in Pittsburgh against Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. Uh, but just not enough today. In Kansas City, your Locked On Browns post-game show. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, as we've done pre-post now since damn near 2017, 2018, whatever it may be. Uh, Pete, this team today, they battled. Uh, at times, they, you know, some mistakes. Uh, Andy Reid with some crucial fourth downs to seal this and take it away. Opportunities were there. We know where the future of this franchise is if it's handled correctly between this by this front office as far as adding players in on the correct positions, on the correct side of the ball. All in all, 2020 is now officially over. But, Pete, brighter days are here. This franchise, this isn't going away. This looks to be a very, very strong and sustainable product. Well, the, the story of the game really is is the heart and sort of determination and that resilience that the Browns have shown all season because there were multiple times where the Browns were uh, proclaimed dead. Uh, they were proclaimed dead after the Richard Higgins fumble that went out of bounds in the end zone, and then they were proclaimed dead with the interception uh, that opened up the early third quarter. And after all of that, the Browns came back and scored 14 points. Uh, we're on a 14 to three run. And then they just ran out of gas, but they had, they had a chance to win, which is two quarters longer than mo- the many fans were willing to give this team. So to me, that's the big takeaway is that 
you know, they showed who they were uh, even in the worst case scenario. They were down two scores and they kept playing and they kept trying and Baker Mayfield in particular refused to allow this team to give up. They had a, th- you know, what, what amount, what was the third string today? What amounts to their fifth string left tackle on the season and that didn't stop them. Uh, you saw a lot of heart from guys like Nick Chubb, who made mistakes early. You saw Kareem Hunt run really hard. You saw uh, Richard Higgins played great other than that fumble. You saw David Njoku step up in a huge way in this game. You saw Jarvis Landry go for 20 yards. You saw a lot of good stuff from this team, even the defense, which everybody hates. I mean, Miles Garrett was clearly uh, hurt. And he pulls out that sack and gives them the opportunity. Uh, they, they get the interception. You just, I, I have an incredible amount of admiration coming out of this game for what this team was willing to do and the fact that they never gave up and they kept playing the whole way. And I think at one point the Chiefs were very much questioning if they were going to win that game, uh, which is definitely a surprise. I think this game did not go anything like I thought it would. Uh, I thought it was going to be, you know, 6-59 type shootout, and it wasn't. This game was 22-17. to 17. Uh, The Browns didn't score enough points. Uh, the defense is bad, but I don't know anyone who wouldn't have come out of this and, and signed a, a contract in blood to get 22 points from the Chiefs, and that was it. After three weeks of preparation where they weren't playing with their starters and waiting all this time, uh, and, and, you know, so – I'm incredibly impressed with it. There are things that bother me. There are things that need to be changed that I've been harping on all this year. The lack of explosive playmaking is just such a contrast between these two teams. The Chiefs accidentally get explosive plays, and the Browns have to do everything in their power to get them. So a lot of good stuff in this. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield just continues to be an outstanding quarterback. He outplayed Mahomes. He yes. outplayed him uh, in that game up until that point. Uh, and Andy Reid, I, I don't know what you were doing with that option call. Uh, but, uh, no, I think it's, it's disappointing to lose the way they did. There's certain th- things that are incredibly frustrating, but ultimately my reaction to this thing is pride. I was very proud of the effort I saw in this team. I, I can go out of that game knowing that the Browns gave everything they had and they have the tools to get a lot better. Pete, we've talked about it um, as far as, you know, whether it's the structure from the top, um, whether it's the coaching staff, whether it's the roster, um, all the signs seem to be pointing to that this is trending in the right direction. You get to the playoffs, you win a playoff game, then they get today. Um, and look, you know, drops were part of an issue, and for Rashard Higgins, and and this is where it's, I mean, it's brutal because you review whether or not you know the fumble was, you know, for a touchback or not, but you know. When we preach, we preach player safety. We don't review whether or not somebody took a cheap shot. It's it just puts you all in a tough, you know, a tough spot, a tough situation. Uh, the offense, uh, some things didn't get going early enough. Uh, so you know, that's you know, some things that you know, it wouldn't have mattered if Mahomes left the game or not. Um, there were opportunity for points early, um, and. With the Browns, you know, deferring the opening kickoff, uh, Higgins scoring, you would have gotten the ball from the second half. Um, granted, that first drive of the second half was the, you know, Tyron Matthew interception. 
but it's the recipe. Um, that's what they've done. And, you know, you stick to what you do. Uh, you don't change things regardless of circumstances. And going further, that's what you're hoping and you want from this franchise. Uh, defensively, you know, we'll get to that here in a little bit. But Pete Nick got going. Um, Kareem Hunt got going. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And this is one that was interesting. Why is there not um, – why do we call offensive pass interference if the ball is clearly overthrown, but we'll wave the flag off um, for defensive pass interference if the ball's clearly overthrown, just, you know, things, you know, like that. And then you, again, like you mentioned, you're down to your, you know, last tackle on the roster. Um, you never thought, you know, Jedrick Wills would be out. You never thought Kendall Lamb would be out. Uh, but Pete, the recipe and, you know, for what you want as far as this team going further and everybody buying in and it's, look, it's last man standing. You got to see a lot of that today. Granted, at 22 to 17, you really, really felt if this the Chiefs team was only going to put up 22, you would have found a way to best that. But look, you know, we are in uncharted waters, uncharted territory, as this franchise is stepping forward, is growing. And this is now the norm. The norm is now playoffs. The norm is now a playoff win if not two, and with Andrew Barry and what he was able to do in his first offseason with the franchise, you feel that, you know, maybe that won't even be enough in 2021. Uh, but the one thing I will say, and, you know, put a checker on a checker with you is, Baker Mayfield, this is where we're at. This is, this is the guy, and if it goes another 10, 12 years beyond here, Cleveland, for the Browns, for the Browns fans, this is all you can hope for. Right. I mean, look, the 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 thought coming out of this game is you've got a, a, all kinds of ability to uh, to improve this team. You can actually put a defense out there. Um, that was embarrassing. Some of the players they were left with, B.J. Goodson looked like he was at 50%, if that, uh, and, and they were in a track meet. And they just had no chance. You know, they can't play man against this team. They just can't. They don't have the personnel. Terrence Mitchell's too slow. Uh, Kevin Johnson's not, you know, he's okay. He's not up to that. And Denzel Ward got, you know, he got his ankles broken by a tight end. I mean, Travis Kelsey's the best receiver in football. This is sort of where you're at. Uh, they just don't have enough guys for that. Uh, and they have to get better on offense. Their lack of ability to create explosive plays is, is problematic. They have to get better at that. They have to be more consistent uh, at being able to create separation at the receiver position. There were too many times the Chiefs were able to just play man and be like, yeah, you're not beating us. And they were right. Uh, they couldn't create enough separation. So I think in this situation, you saw the cream rise to the top a little bit in terms of that and their ability to create separation against man. Uh, you saw some nice plays from young guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think there's a lot of things that you can feel good about, but you also realize that there's a ton of work ahead of this team, and it's all about getting better as opposed to some of these other teams. Like uh, like the Steelers obviously are completely rebuilding. The Ravens have a couple of really difficult decisions to make. The Browns may have some difficult decisions to make, but that's more of a style argument than – uh, than necessarily a talent one. They need uh, to fit things better 
to what they have. They need just to get faster on both sides of the ball. And in the last two weeks uh, showcased that better than anything else. There's nothing that will heighten your sort of glaring weaknesses like the playoffs because this is all the other team does is find your weaknesses. Um, so no question there there are ways for this team to get better. There are no question that I think the, the players that are still here next year sh- should be better for this. Um, I think better for everything involved with this run in terms of this developing this mentality. And hopefully it's an edge they can keep because if they can, they're really tough because, you know, the, the, the end result is the end result, but uh, you know, the chiefs, some of the chiefs players were giving the Browns credit uh, just in how hard they played and, and how hard they worked in that game. Even though you've got some accusing uh, Mac Wilson of a dirty hit, which was not a dirty hit at all. Uh, as much as I love to crush Mac, Will- Mac Wilson, he has two really good back-to-back plays, but he didn't do anything wrong on on uh, the Mahomes hit. He just ran downhill and made the tackle. So um, there, are, there are huge weaknesses to address. There are issues to, to correct. But the thing right now that you're hoping for, if nothing else, is to get a full and healthy offseason uh, where you can actually practice like a normal year. Because if you do – the Browns were able to do this on an abridged, uh, hardly ideal situation. It was it was nothing but challenges. I think with a real offseason, they're going to be substantially improved uh, and and be a far more dangerous team for it. So that's sort of where this goes right now. Uh, we'll get to obviously, you know, um, closing out and cleaning out the locker type of episodes here. Um, still a little hard, um, you know, with the opportunity that was given this team today. Uh, you felt you know there was you know a chance, a puncher's chance to pull this out, especially with the homes going out. With that being said, um, again, the close to the Cleveland Browns 2020 NFL season, and you know maybe it's time to get the cardio in in the off season. Maybe it's time to get everybody back in shape. And with that, we go to echelon when it comes to getting or staying in shape. Nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Can talk about hitting new goals this upcoming year. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the new, the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home, the EX75 is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX75 connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability, uh, and durability in mind. And the EX7S is the bike for comp- competitors at heart. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily, live, and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash lockdown. That's E-S-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. P, 
Pete, we go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, it was rough early, and that's what you expect from Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. They started to find a way. They were started to uh, find a way to get in the backfield, um, whether it was players like Ronnie Harrison, whether it was Sheldon Richardson, who was extremely active today. Uh, yes, Patrick didn't play the full 60 minutes, and we have no way to know what would have gone on there. But Pete, the back-breaking one today will be third and 14, and Mr. Henny getting 13 and a half, leading for the quick you know, run right, throw it to Tyreek Hill. That's one that, you know, for this franchise, it, it's going to hurt. You're going to think about it all off season. You're going to think about what could have been if you had gotten that opportunity. But we've talked about this, whether it's the offensive side of the ball and the ability to get vertical with more athleticism, the defensive side of the ball, where you're going to need some more athleticism, guys that are missing, such as Grant Talbot, guys that can be added. Uh, today, you know, the, the, essentially the bell rang for the, um, things that they were short, things that were missing, you know, again, these athletic players who can go vertical through a play action offense, uh, athletic players to be able to deal with Patrick Mahomes, Tyree kill Travis Kelsey, some of the shortcomings of this franchise. And this is still a testament to this team, Pete, because they got this far knowing that they are not completely roster-wise under the fit of what they want. And that's okay. Um, obviously, a lot of work to do. But you got to this point here with a puncher's chance to pull this one out, and there's still maybe offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, not to put a number on it, but you're still things that you need to finish to aid to. And it just, you know, came up a little bit short today. Miles Garrett getting injured. Olivier Vernon certainly not being part of this. But, again, the, where this is trending as far as, you know, 2021 drafting 26, I believe is what I was going to be, that, guys. Really? I uh, hope everybody stays awake. But, again, Pete, um, e- e- there's no way to look at this 2020 season and walk away sour. Oh, secondary wise, they're slow. They are Denzel Ward is very fast. Kevin Johnson is reasonably fast. Everybody else is slow. I mean, Ronnie Harrison, I, I love what Ronnie Harrison does, but he's not fast. He's a strong safety for a reason. They don't have range. Uh, Carl Joseph, you know, he's better suited to play up in the box. They didn't have a free safety this year. Andrew Sandejo, uh, you know, they didn't even ha- they didn't even use him much of the game. Uh, they'd basically given up on him. And Terrence, Terrence Mitchell is fine as a cover three corner, but you can't do anything else. Um, they can't man up against the Tyreek Tyreek Hills of the world. They can't match up against speed like these teams have. They couldn't they couldn't match up and man up against the Steelers last week, and they aren't a super fast team. And that's even if you had Denzel Ward. Um, they just don't have enough skill back there to do that. So. I mean, a lot of people are are crushing this defense, but what do you, what do you do in that situation? Like, I hear all this crap about how you're going to double Tyreek Hill. Okay, well, what's Van, what's Kelsey going to do? You're going to double him too? Okay, you've doubled him. You couldn't catch McCole Hardman. 
Like there's nobody left. And in fact, they did all those things and then they couldn't cover the freaking running back out of the backfield. So like the thing with the, the, the thing that drives me nuts about Joe Woods is he does all the things people want him to do and they suck. Like he does all, he takes all of your bad ideas and shows you them on the field and they don't work. Um, so that's the thing. They have to upgrade personnel and this was not a shock. You know, Grant Delpit hopefully comes back super 100% healthy from the Achilles next year. That would certainly help. But overall, they need like two corners. They need like a, a, another safety or two. You know, they they need more defensive linemen. They they need to keep adding this, and and they need to probably t- keep taking uh, shots at linebacker, even though they don't. The position just doesn't matter. Uh, this was the this was the showcase game for linebacker don't matter. Uh, like people are frustrated by it, but in so many of those situations, if you had the, the personnel, you wouldn't have had them on the field. Like Sione Takitaki is your dime linebacker. If you had more safeties that could play, you would have had a safety out there. Like that type of stuff is where it's like, yeah, I get it. The linebackers are bad and and ill suited, and Sione Takitaki has a, a role he's very good at. But that just you're asking them to do things that they're never going to succeed at. And when you face these teams, because now it's not so much about playing your division anymore, although you still have to obviously beat the Ravens and the Bengals and whatever Pittsburgh's going to drag out there next year. But now you're thinking about what do I have to do to beat the Kansas cities of the world? What do I have to do to beat the, the Indianapolis Colts or Buffalo Bills or what it is? And every every game I'm watching, I see a bunch of speedy receivers with no hope of, of, of the Browns being able to stop them. Like yesterday when people were asking about, well, who would you rather face – if the Browns beat the Chiefs, would you rather face the Ravens or the Bills? I'd rather face the Ravens. The Browns have no answer for Stefan Diggs. I hope this game provided the evidence people needed to see that. Denzel Ward is a good corner. Denzel Ward is not a Stefan Diggs guy. Like, that dude is just an absolute freak, and they've got nothing but speed around him. So they can – Josh Allen, for all of his awful deep balls, just so they can still accidentally try to go deep on you. Like, that's a problem, and they don't have the speed to do that. So that becomes a huge issue for this offseason. And they have to sort of be able to give themselves more ability to play multiple coverages, which they didn't have this year. But we knew that going in, and yet people are still mad that, like, we're finding this out at week 18. Or, I'm sorry, week 19 at this point. No, and it's, you know, it's, it's difficult for that response. Um, Olivia Vernon not being there. And, be, you know, you and I preach all the time about the importance of the defensive line. It doesn't matter what you have behind there. Uh, you need to get home and get home consistently. Um, with Miles dinged up, uh, Sheldon Richardson, you know, played well within his role, but just not enough pressure on the quarterback. And again, this is something that's going to be paramount uh, for going further because you're talking about this, you know, whether it's the Browns, whether it's the Ravens, whether it's the Bills, whether it's the Chiefs. Uh, Baker Mayfield was the oldest quarterback remaining standing going into this weekend. This is things that are going to go on for years to come. And you've got to figure it out as far as what you need to, you know, athleticism, again, preaching it to get after a Lamar Jackson, a Patrick Mahomes, and even Josh Allen, even though he's a little bit different than the other two as far as running around. Um, But these are things that are going to need to be done. Denzel Ward, fine. Harrison, fine. Uh, I'm still willing, and I know you are, to bring Carl Joseph back, maybe playing him in a role that is more, you know, better suited to his ability. 
with Grant Elpit, but this entire defense for what they were able to do and get to this point and Joe Woods to his credit, where you were basically playing with, you know, you know, you have a couple of forks, a couple of knives, but there's nowhere near a full set of, you know, utensils to what Joe Woods needs. He did a fantastic job. Uh, last offseason, the focus was on the offensive side of the ball. This year, the offseason is going to need to have a focus on the defensive side of the ball. And let's see if we can take it from, you know, quarterfinals to possible AFC championship game to possible Super Bowl aspirations. Right. Like this, you know, and Joel Batonio has already said this, like, they, they, you know, literally just like a couple minutes ago, he's talking about how, you know, they're going to come back next year with more experience and, and more preparation. They played a lot of young guys on this team, like Baker Mayfield, 25 years old. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb still young. Uh, you know, Drake Wells. I, I, I really hope it's not like some awful ankle injury. Uh, at least he walked off. That's all I can say about that. Is hopefully it's like a high ankle sprain. That's what it looked like. Yeah, but go ahead. They would be like six weeks, and yes, it sucks, but you know, it's not something that requires surgery. Um, they got a lot of young guys' experience and and guys who had to play. Donovan Peoples Jones is a year removed from being crappy at Michigan. Like that stuff's incredible to me. Like he's not a rookie anymore at this point. And you've got some of the other these other guys like Rashard Higgins, obviously stepping up. He's a little bit older. I think he's twenty six. Uh, and some of these other guys stepping up in big spots. Ronnie Harrison's still really young. Uh, you know, Sione Takitaki's not old. Miles Garrett is 24. Like that, which is mind blowing, <laughs> by the way, in itself. But just like they have a lot of young guys who just haven't been in these situations, which, which is why when this whole thing came up, it was like we want to get to the playoffs because we want to figure out, we want them to understand what it's going to sort of take to get to that next level. And then they go out and beat the Steelers in a way that like no one saw coming. And then they go out and give themselves a chance to beat the, 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 uh, you know, the reigning Super Bowl champion and, and the prohibitive favorite in the AFC uh, that they should be coming back with all the confidence in the world. Like, uh, you know, I, I, this is the type of season where, you know, as opposed to like last year where you come out, you know, you, you, uh, you leave for the quote unquote off season, whatever that is anymore. Uh, and you heal up and you like, you're like talking to your teammates and stuff because you can't wait to get back to work because you, you feel good about where this is going and how much better you can get. And now you're like invested about what, what are they going to do to sort of, you know, help us take the next step and all these things. But like they, you know, it hurts right now. It sucks for them. Obviously they're disappointed, but I, you know, I can't imagine anyone on this involved in this team that again, who has a future with it who's not super fired up about uh, where this thing's going in, in the next year. So like, and then, you know, we have to see what happens with some of these guys. There's a lot of decisions that have to be made, but like Odell Beckham, what is he thinking at this point? He's probably thinking, Oh man, they were this good without me. What are they going to be like with me? Uh, that type of stuff. So nothing, but uh, uh, again, it's disappointing in the moment. Uh, but I think I, I thoroughly enjoyed the fight in this team and, and the, um, the, the, the fight just out of Baker Mayfield in particular, but they really sort of just sort of infected the rest of the team. Uh, and just that mentality they had and what they were willing to do to, to get this. And, and I think they've more than proved themselves, 
somebody that teams can't write off, uh, whether they get a lead or not. I mean, that was, uh, that was something that I think, I think they can build on that, that two straight touchdown drives and an opportunity to, to beat the chiefs. And I think that's going to be something that lives with them all off season, just as that fumble does. Uh, again, yeah, just, you know, a, a tough day as this team was close and the opportunity was there uh, and just, you know, just falling a little bit short um, on for what is now your non-victory Monday on Lockdown Browns. Good way to get through it, perhaps, would be with the fine folks and the protein bars from Bill Bar. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Bill Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein. High fiber. They are also great with the keto diet. The fa- flavor profile for cookies and cream bar. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BillBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Are we uh, AFC NFC Championship game next weekend? Um, maybe a little bit premature here, but we'll find our way there to watch the games next next weekend. There's only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust: BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code again. Locked on, all caps, no space for your fifty percent. Welcome bonus. The Chiefs will host the Buffalo Bills. The Green Bay Packers will host the Saints or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Pete, it's been a hell of a freaking ride this season. Uh, we started doing these shows. I started hosting the show in 2017. Talking about Deshaun Kaiser, Hugh Jackson, Isaiah Crowell, uh, the rookie phenom, Miles Garrett, uh, waiting on guys like Josh Gordon. Can he ever get it right to be an asset to this team? Corey Coleman, uh, a young Rashard Higgins at that point, a player who had not found his way, saying goodbye to a player like Joe Thomas as the sun set on a phenomenal career. Pete, you put your dues in, as have I, covering this franchise. And we've tried to do the best we could as far as, you know, basically, you know, painting the pig into perfection in those days. 
But here we are, Pete, and to nickel and dime a five-point playoff loss after winning their first playoff game. Pete, we've come a hell of a freaking long way covering this franchise. And for where this franchise is now, under the you know guidance of Andrew Barry at the GM position, Paul DePodesta, a head coach in Kevin Stefanski, uh, most of the head coaching opportunities are filled for the 2021 season. Hopefully being able to return most of the coaching staff, uh, focusing on you know, filling uh, filling holes and taking this roster from 45 to 46 deep to truly 53 deep. It's, it's all we could have hoped for. And, it, you know, for the effort we've put in, and thinking where this franchise could eventually get in this window and finally achieving it, even though it was, you know, your third general manager, uh, your third, I'm sorry, one, two, three, four head coaches, and maybe somebody with an interim tag. We've, we've, we've longed for better days for this franchise, but there's no more longing for it. This season is now the expectation. Winning is now the expectation. This is what is expected of this team, the way it is currently constructed. And as much as today stings and the opportunities were there, you you look to the future of this, you, I, and all the work we do, and there's so many others, obviously, you know, putting out Cleveland Browns content, it, it's our time. It is time for the Cleveland Browns. Well, look, I mean, this was the most fun season I've ever gotten to cover, uh, but it's certainly the most fun Brown season I've ever gotten to watch. Uh, it's certainly more fun than 2007, certainly more fun than uh, other years where I was too young to really care. Uh, but uh you know, all this was good. Like for all the frustration this season had, you got you got a, a franchise quarterback to grow up in front of your eyes, as did much of this team. Uh, you know, you've got genuine superstars. Uh, you've got what has proven to be a fantastic coach and coaching staff. You've got people who understand how to manage assets. Uh, you've got just everything going in the right direction, and, and maybe most importantly, you've got every you know everybody believing in the same thing for a change and that is certainly important so uh i have no you know you never know with season to season uh what injuries may or may not happen but there's no reason to believe the browns won't get better their record might not be better in terms of the regular season but they should be a better team and be a more competitive uh contender if they can do that then they get they have a shot to go to the super bowl which was what this was all going going toward which is why I always hated the people telling me that they needed to go all in to make the playoffs. They didn't and they made the playoffs and that was stupid. Now they can actually push chips in when it it behooves them to really make a push, which hopefully involves a real offseason and hopefully involves them being able to take advantage of some of these teams that aren't prepared to deal with what could be a lower salary cap figure. So there's a lot of things that work towards the Browns favor, but the biggest thing that I know I will be harping on all offseason in addition to specific players is speed, both sides of the ball. They just, they just have to get faster. And that's 
you know, again, this is not, you know, I will, I'm already getting, I, I will all, I'm already getting these things about Jarvis Landry. Here's the thing. Like, Stefanski brought in this offense that highlighted these tight ends. Like, it wasn't a slow offense to start with. Obviously, when they came in initially, you had Josh Gordon and Corey Coleman and all these guys, that many of which didn't work out, and you had Njoku. Like, Landry was the slow guy. Now they're all slow guys. They have to, you know, and and they have to figure that out. And I don't see a way that that it works with Landry, you know, because even if you love him to death and everything he does, you're going to have to sort of figure, you know, in order to get faster, he has to come off the field or tight ends. So which is Stefanski more likely to do? I think he's more likely to take Landry off the field in that case. So if that's the case, it doesn't make much sense to to carry him on the roster unless he's willing to take a dramatic play cut and drop and roll, which I don't think anyone's going to be content with. So I think that's part of it. And and there's got to be sort of an honest conversation about this and we can stop worshiping things like, uh, like they're the, the Ark of the Covenant and freaking uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark about culture and stuff. They need talent. They need dudes and they don't have enough of them. And that's the difference between them and the Super Bowl right now. Um, and you know, to echo on your point, there were you know some people wearing C's for this, and this culture is Baker Mayfield, and this culture is Miles Garrett, and then there is everyone else after that. Um, I want to thank Pete. Uh, obviously, you know, with the pre and post game, and anytime he comes on, and Pete's going to be here, you know, more often here. We do a lot of the off season coverage together. We've always excelled together with this. Um, we are kind of one mind as far as players we're looking at. We're going to do positional breakdowns. We're going to get to this first week, maybe the hangover of the end of the 2020 season. Uh, but the offseason coverage, Pete and I have always done a fantastic job, and we have a great rapport with that. Uh, I, I can't emphasize enough the relationship I have with Pete, uh, not just with the show, just the back and forth with each other. John Costco, yet another one. Stephen Thomas, uh, the crossover episodes with all the other hosts of the other episodes. Um, this, you know, this season with COVID, we were able to go six regular season show, uh, six week shows within the regular season, um, bringing in special guests. Uh, I can't thank Mark Sessler enough for finding the availability to, you know, be here almost weekly uh, on Lockdown Browns. It's a tough moment. There's no doubt about it. Um, and if this game had been, you know, the Browns getting boat raced, maybe it would have been a little more easier to deal with and transition. Um, and I get it. Uh, but it's, you know, just a tough situation right now. The opportunity was there and, you know, fell a little short. Um, but as we had talked about the last couple of weeks, maybe the Browns were here the year earlier than expected. Uh, but they did all the right things. Uh, he is Pete Smith. Uh, Browns Digest, sportsillustrated.com. They do a fantastic job over there. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, the show itself, uh, at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, we've grown uh, over the last few years. Um, as this product has started to show more promise, we've tried to give you know the coverage the do it deserved. And we certainly have. There's no way around it. Uh, and I just appreciate it. Um, again, look, none of this happens without this Browns fandom. You guys are an insanely crazy, passionate group. 
and I kind of knew this when I got into this at all win 16 in 2017. And you guys were still here day in, day out, listening to the shows, talking about this team on social media. You're all a wild bunch and I love you all for it. And the fact that you all are as committed as you are, it's stinking amazing. There is just no way around it. Uh, that's official. Um, we are done with the regular playoff run for the Cleveland Browns for 2020. Uh, we'll get through this week, starting to t- uh, you know talk with our regular cast of characters, putting a close on this. We'll go into off-season mode next week. Um, I've been given uh, virtual uh, Senior Bowl credentials, so as much as I didn't want to do that, uh, I guess we're going to have to shift our focus there. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, subscribe. Please drop some five-star ratings. Please drop some written reviews. Browns lose 22-17 to in Kansas City to the Kansas City Chiefs. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.